Welcome back, everyone. We are we're talking about something fun today. Um, well, we're always talking about fun stuff, but uh, there's something new that's basically been taking the internet by storm. I feel like since February, um, it, it it picked up in in March, April, um, cooled off a little bit for a couple months, and came back strong uh, over the summer. And that is NFTs. Um, we've got an OG sneakerhead with us, um, Fran Relations. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Um, you have went deep, deep into into the NFT space. Um, I, I would still say I'm an amateur, but I'm I'm you know I'm dabbling. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But we both are, are sneakerheads, and I want to kind of start there um, about your history in sneakers and streetwear. Give people some some background on you. Yeah, so uh, I've been collecting sneakers since the early 2000s, and in fact, in the uh, late 2000, 2008, I started, uh, at the time, I was one of the first people, if not one of the only people, uploading sneaker content to YouTube. I, I did first monthly episodes, and then weekly episodes, and then seven episodes a day, and so, uh, you know, uh, that was, you know, a, a fun, uh, you know, moment in time. I was always trying to have the earliest kicks uh, first to show them to people. You know, we would always get these teaser pics of these like fuzzy, grainy photos of sneakers. And so this this was a way to kind of, you know, someone voice their opinions about a sneaker and kind of show all the angles of it. And so I was really early to that. And I, yeah. I think I've always been kind of early to stuff. And so when I found NFTs, it, it was a no brainer for me to jump in early on that as well. So how, how many sneakers do you have in your collection now or how many did you have at your prime? At the peak, it was definitely over a thousand. Uh, it's still hundreds. Uh, you know, it takes time to to sell them all off, and that's really what it comes down to is the amount of time it takes to yeah. unload them. But uh, you know, I'll always have, uh, even when I sell off more, I'll always have this core amount of puppy SBs and maybe a couple Jordans, and, and just uh, kind of keep it keep it going from there. How do you go from having a thousand sneakers and and you know consolidating that collection? to buying as, as the internet would like to troll JPEGs for thousands of dollars. Like how, how did you, how did you make that jump? Like, I know how I made that jump, but I'm curious how you got there. So the first I heard about NFTs is right when I got into crypto in 2017. And at that point I was like, it's a scam. People, people are trying to take crypto and I'm not falling for that. Like no way. Right. So um, fast forward to around the end of last year, I started hearing people talking about top shot I'm not personally the biggest sports guy, so that really, I didn't really gravitate to that. I thought the idea was cool and stuff like this. Um, but beginning of this year, the same person who kind of inspired me to do YouTube videos about sneakers, which was Sneak Geeks, he was posting these Batman digital collectibles. Hmm. And this was through the VV app. And so I might not know sports, but I definitely know Powerpuff Girls and Batman, right? This is stuff yeah. that I, I can vibe with. So once I saw these licensed digital collectibles, that's that was my first entry, and so the first NFT I bought was in March, early March. I got a Jim Lee statue of the Joker, and it was like eighty dollars, and then it sold out, and then uh, I was going for about four hundred dollars at that time. And so this is when I realized, okay, there, there's something going on here, and um, DV was my kind of gateway into uh, NFTs. And a month later, I was purchasing on OpenSeas, and three days later, I was creating and up- uploading on OpenSeas as well. Oh man, you you moved fast. So let's. Let's let's break that down a little bit because I think a lot of people f- feel the same way that you did three years ago, four years ago at this point that it's a, that it's a scam. Like, how what what convinced you that owning something on the internet that you can't touch or hold, like sneakers are physical goods that you know we can wear, we can appreciate, we can smell if you want to smell them. 
Um, but how, how, what made you want to be, I'm going to spend 80 bucks on this thing that as some people, again, will, will say on, on Twitter and the internet, I'll just download the JPEG. I don't need to pay for this. Like how, how do, how do you explain getting over that mental gap to people who are, who are new to this or skeptical? Uh, I'm 33 and for the past 15 or 16 years, I've avidly been playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. And this is a digital game with digital assets and even digital currency. And there's real world value for all of that stuff. And there has been. And some of the older um, mounts and armor sets go for thousands and thousands of dollars now. So unlike, you know, a physical sneaker where over time, if you don't wear it, the, the soul can crumble or, you know, you might spill something on it and it'll get stained. With a digital asset, it doesn't age, it doesn't change, it stays in pristine con- condition. And when it's out of print years later, it becomes harder and harder to find. And I've, I've learned that through, you know, uh, jumping into basically digital worlds for half of my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, the challenge for people is the idea of owning something you can't hold. But, you know, I got into NFTs because of NBA Top Shot. Love basketball, love trading cards. Um, you know, bought them as a kid, kind of started buying some late last year because we were all cooped up at home. And I was like, fuck, what can I do with my time? <laughs> let's let's go back to trading cards. I'd right? had a little bit of a boom. We saw stuff selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars, et cetera. Um, it was Zion's rookie year, Jaws rookie year. I was like, this is a good year to, to buy some buy some packs and rip them, right? But you know, again, for anyone watching, like this is this is your typical card. Um, this is literally paper printed. We have no idea about circulation most of the time. Um, this thing can rot, break apart. It's already in shit condition. This is my favorite player, Pages Jackovich, for anyone listening. Um, NBA Top Shot made me understand that like, I value this because it has been officially deemed as part of the NBA. This is a collectible. And that's what helped me get over the hurdle with NBA Top Shot and NFTs is this is official. This is licensed. This is the same thing. Um, and in trading cards, like, man, it's much easier to buy, sell, trade a digital good than it is this trading card that has to go in the mail and take weeks to, you know, finalize. And in some cases you have to worry, is it counterfeit? Is it authentic? Absolutely. You know? and, and this is something that's easily verifiable on the blockchain. You can yeah. tell when the original series was created, who minted it, you know, how many are in circulation, all, all this, all the stats that, you know, nerdy collectors like myself love to research and find out it's all right there and it's all just a click away and it's all just ingrained onto the file that you're collecting and yeah i think it changes everything yeah i I agree and it's that authenticity is key for for artists for for anything that's kind of being built on that and and the ease of use and again like transparency i think that's one thing that as a sneaker collector i wish i had more of that i understood like this thing that i own in my possession is there hundreds of thousands of these is there tens of thousands of these is there 400 of these now obviously sometimes we have that insight when the brands um throw on numbers and stitching but even then we know they're producing a little bit more that's that's running up the count um everything is visible on an nft and, and that's what i appreciate because there's no room for someone to say hey there's only 100 of these but secretly i'm making a hundred thousand and no one's gonna know right it, it's all visible there on the blockchain but um we're not gonna get too too nerdy on it i want to talk about the 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 idea of collectors mindset in in sneakers nfts i feel like they're the same people it's just a different good whether that's a sneaker a bottle of whiskey obviously a physical trading card and nft it's the same mindset and and activity um do you agree definitely same mindset even for some reason the same like 
kind of gatekeeping in some way. There's certain terms that people will use in certain uh, things, like example with sneakers. You know, there might be people that might not like Jordan mids compared to the Jordan highs or whatever, like this. And there might be uh, people who are you know hating on one NFT project because they're like, oh, I was early to apes and like apes are the best or whatever. And so there's this weird like within subcultures kind of like defining the best version of that subculture which is yeah. kind of weird yeah there's there's always a lot of similarities and stuff yeah yeah and it's interesting you bring that up because like uh, that leads to community obviously sneakers i mean us soul savvy as, as a community business and and we believe community is just the future of the internet period forget just sneakers um but community has been very important to sneaker culture for the longest of times and i think that that's what's happening in the nft space right now is people are you know, the projects are great. They might look good, but they're also looking at, is the community behind this quality? Do I want to be a part of this? Cause they're looking for a way to, you know, be a part of something on the internet. Cause I don't think social media has done a good job of helping us, you know, build friendships or feel like we have a, a digital identity that we could be proud of. And if that means an ape is, is who you, you connect with or, or a cat or a lazy lion, whatever it yeah. might be. Um, I think I think it's just it, it's a cool way for people to come together and, and community and NFTs is a, is a really big deal. Yeah, community aspect is huge and, and, and everything like this. But you know, another big factor is you know people people are seeing these gains, people are seeing these, these record sales uh, on NFTs, and you know even right now as crypto, which is kind of the, the the whole platform that this stuff is on, as crypto is kind of going down, the sales are still picking up. So kind of its own ecosystem that's. You know, death driving like because of community, and there, there, there's a lot of other stuff going on too. And it, you know, it, it's a fun space. It's definitely a fun space. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's that's what I've enjoyed about it. Like, I don't know what kind of actually let's start there. What kind of NFT collector are you? Are you are you the type of guy who who buys a couple and wants to hold on to them all? Are you looking to make a profit off the art, or or that balance of of, of all of that? As a collector, I've definitely let go of things too early, whether it be sneakers or even Pokemon cards. You know, you were already talking about how last the whole trading card thing started booming. Just before that, I had sold uh, Sean Waterspoon, uh, the owner of uh, Round Two, uh, my original seal Pokemon booster box for $4,000. This was the retail price at that time. And like six months later, it was $30,000. Eight months later, it was a hundred thousand dollars, and so these these prices really just started exploding out of nowhere. Where for twenty years, you know, that value steadily rose, and then eight months later, it was completely different. So I've always uh, sold collectibles a bit too early. So I kind of did see in case, okay, let's kind of wait it out a little bit longer than usual. Also, in my opinion, digital tends to um, outdo physical almost in every aspect, whether it's Blockbuster, Netflix, or Walmart, Amazon, and so on. There's there's always more value because of that ease of use, that ease of access. And so I definitely, you know, have the mindset of trying to hold stuff a bit longer. With that said, you know, a week in NFTs is almost like a year. And so you might hold something for a month and it could 10x and you know, might be a good time to start pulling out some. Yeah, it's a crazy time. And this is gonna be my opportunity to say that none of this podcast is investment advice in any capacity um collect and buy what you like that that's kind of where i'm at um i i own i've i purchased some things that strategically i'm like this is a really interesting project um i want to see what happens with this like uh there's an arcade nft i don't know if you heard that um you can literally play an arcade game in the nft get a high score if your high score gets in the top 10 
um, there's rewards in Ethereum and, and stuff like awesome. that. Like, I think that's awesome. just a cool, cool way to cool way to do it. And then there's some stuff I just buy. Like I bought Portland Trailblazers posters from the season that I was a ticket holder. I'm like, I, this is just a cool way to hold the poster. I know they're yeah. never going to do it again. They did editions 11. I think it cost me, oh man, like $110, um, which by the way, in Ethereum standards, $110 is like pennies in the real world. Um, it, it's just, I think that's the worst thing that, that crypto has done to me is I look at a $300 sneaker and I go, oh, it's like 0.1. Yeah. It, it's fine. So much cheaper in uh, Ethereum pricing for sure. And, uh, you know, it is funny to make that comparison and, and stuff like this. There's always memes and stuff of people pricing out whatever it is, the iPhone or whatever it is in, yeah. in Ethereum price. No, it's, it's definitely it, funny. You know, so I, you know, again, I should caveat like my my um, my transition to, to NFTs was through NBA Top Shot, and I got into NBA Top Shot really early. Um, obviously, my collection is appreciated. I was just buying stuff because I thought it was really cool, and then next thing I know, I was like, oh holy shit, this this you know Nikola Jokic playoff moment is is worth something and, and i've translated that into a collection of mine that i that i value and again as a blazers blazers fan um i have every single blazers player and moment that's on top shot like that's that's the type of collector i am translate that to nfts and obviously like again not investment advice i think that's what people are most curious about right now is like can i just buy any nft and am i just gonna be rich tomorrow yeah so i mean what i would definitely say is you know, NFTs are definitely very risky and most projects will fail. Yeah. Um, but the mindset I try to have when I go into it is I want to at least buy something I like. That way, if it goes to zero, I will still enjoy looking at it. Uh, or, if, or if it's something I'd want to hang up on my wall, I feel like that's probably a good indicator that it's something I would enjoy. And so far, uh, you know, that, that's definitely paid off. Now, the, the other thing too is, you know, some projects hasn't paid off that well, but at the end of the day, it works out more than fine because the projects that do or have at least for me uh, paid off paid out off in ways that I couldn't have imagined uh, quicker than I could have imagined and so um, you know the profits are, are, are still there because of it yeah yeah and like I, I, I totally agree with that sentiment um, I own things in my my OpenSea account that I just think are are just fucking cool and that's really yeah. as, as simple as that um, it supports the creators. Um, it's just, it's interesting art. Like again, if, if I had a digital frame on my wall, would I want this to be showcased? Yes. Great. If it appreciates in value as, as any art could awesome. I'll be stoked. If it doesn't, I'm still happy to, to hold that and have that a part of my collection. Um, and you know, I think looking at both of our backgrounds for anyone watching, I got posters, sneakers, basketballs, cause figurines, you have an insane everything. Yeah. You got a bunch of stuff, right? Like, we are we are collectors we like artwork um i love posters i, I just everything um anytime i've been to a concert i bought a poster or a t-shirt like I, I, that's my my mindset um and i think back to all my concert tees it's like man i would love to have an nft from you know kanye's jesus tour or when i when i uh saw wash the throne in paris not that collectible um is super intriguing to me and instead i have a shirt that's like washed out i can't even wear it. it's like super stretched out I'm never going to get to show it to anyone. And I think that's the thing with like, with NFTs and digital, anything collectibles, you can show everyone. Like you can literally go to my, my OpenSea account and just see like, who am I as a collector? What do I like? What am I passionate about? And to me, it's just another way for people to express themselves digitally um, to your, to your comparison of, was it World, World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. Um, you know, where do you, where do you get to showcase that? I, I remember putting in a couple hundred bucks into NBA 2K21 for, for my, my team. And going, well, this is kind of a waste of money. 
you know, no one's going to see any of this. Uh, not that it shouldn't matter, but you know, as a collector, you like to you like to show off your stuff, and at the same time, it's just going to a whole other season's coming where it's going to be worthless and, and go in the garbage. But um, yeah, I, you know, I like to curate, and I think that's the advice I'd give to someone is like, come into this, do your own research. There's, it's, I know you know you said um, NFTs are. You felt like it was a scam right at the beginning. Um, yeah. There's definitely people out there trying to scam the shit out of people who right. think they can get get rich. So definitely do do some research and make sure you follow the right people. No, I definitely agree. Um, another thing I would say too is you were talking about how it supports the creator. I think the whole NFT thing it changes everything, and the the, the royalties are built in. Yes, so whereas, whereas you might resell a sneaker and that's it, it's out of your collection. Now, if you have a creation that you put out there. You know, each time that it passes hands, whether it's for um, profit uh, for that seller or losses, you'll see a portion of that, and that continues for life. These lifetime royalties really change everything for the creator. And um, I just see NFTs um, um, be integrated uh, across the board. You know, the term that is Web three, so Web one was emails and websites. Two your social media account and your Web three. Um, might show your wallet right off the bat wherever uh you know it might be plugged into whatever um whatever you're using whether it be ebay or a marketplace or social media or whatever i think it's going to be more ingrained than people know and i think uh marketing dollars are going to go into it so you might go see avengers 8 and you might have the rare nft and it's right there on your social media profile the second that you receive it and stuff like this yeah and so um it's really going to get integrated really quickly i think yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a form of validating life experiences and things that you do. Um, I made the concert technology, but yep. any sporting events, I mean, anything you do in life, you know, you need to be there to collect NFT. It's free, but now it's your badge of, of, of being there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it, I do want to follow up on what you said about, you know, creators being paid for that. I think it's awesome that someone could create a, a, a great art project, a great PFP project, whatever it might be, and be rewarded for that in, in forever for life. Right. Um, yeah. If someone's, if you create something for a hundred dollars and someone sells it for $200, you deserve a royalty. Like that yeah. is your original creation. And I think that's one of the best things coming out of this is those, those artists, those creators can get paid for their work forever as no matter what the price tag is. And which is an interesting thing. It lends to, it lends to Nike. And I want to, I want to pose this question to you before we get into some other brands um, for people who don't never bought an NFC gas wars, um, Give give the people a little explanation of like when you go to buy an NFT, what the hell is gas and why is there a war? <laughs> yeah, so um, the Ethereum network is you know it works on the blockchain, and so um, there's pros and cons to this, right? So uh, Ethereum process about I don't know I think it's fifteen to twenty transactions per second, and so there's thousands and thousands of people using uh, Ethereum, and so the way it works is you pay gas just for your transaction to go through the network. Right. So this does not mean transaction fee. Transaction fee. This does not even mean you're going to secure your item. You you can be paying the gas for a one-on-one item and it could sell out and you pay the gas. And um, so the thing is with so many people competing for different items, people can actually pay more for the gas if they choose to, then their transaction goes through faster. And so that's basically what a gas war is. You're competing with people who are willing to pay probably more than you on, on gas. And therefore, in a lot of cases on these hype projects, people are losing out. Um, I know that they're switching at some point to a uh, proof of stake instead. And so this should change up that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly in which way I, I'm not too familiar, but yeah. uh, the sooner it comes, the better. Cause you know, uh, 
there's there's sites that have tracked my gas spending and man it's pretty it's pretty crazy uh to, to say the least so um yeah as of right now it's just money that's kind of just gone in order to get the collectible yeah. you want so um, yeah. it is what it is yeah i've been in a situation where the collectibles like let's just say 0.1 for easy math and next thing i know i'm paying 0.3 or 0.4 to get it to go through yeah because there's so much demand and people are willing to pay for more gas to get to the front of the line yeah. So I mentioned this to you because I want to make the sneaker comparison to this. Obviously, shoes resell for a ton of money. People all want the Travis Scotts, but there's only, again, we don't know. Let's say 10,000 Travis Scott Jordan yeah. 1 release, right? We all want it. Um, could you imagine, and tell me what you think. Could you imagine if if Nike went, okay, we're going to institute a, a gas-based system where you can pay to get to the front of the line for your sneakers would, do you think that would just ruin everything or, or solve some of the resale problems where like, if you want to pay 1500 bucks for it, pay it up front. I definitely think it would things worse. You know, it's funny that you even uh, pose this question. I, I get so many people calling me up, asking me questions about NFTs in general, and sometimes it's shop owners and they, they think they've got, got this great idea of doing sneaker raffles this way. And I kind of explained to them, it was like, you won't see any of this money, but your customers will be paying gas or maybe getting a raffle ticket and then lose out on what it is, 20 bucks, 40 bucks, a hundred bucks. And all the while, someone could just keep paying 200, 200, 200, and their transaction goes instantly. And they're the only person who gets afforded all of these raffle tickets. So I don't think the way it stands, uh, Ethereum blockchain is, you know, what, if, what people are looking for for sneakers at this point in time. What if they instituted one per one per account, one per wallet? Let's forget. I think the difference between one sneakers account and one OpenSea account is like identity verification. There's there's layers that happens to that. You have to do uh, know your customer. Um, but it's just an interesting interesting idea. Like if only if you knew only one person could get it, it out of the ten thousand, and they were willing to pay fifteen hundred bucks for it. Let's say Nike takes that money. Nike takes the whole fifteen hundred bucks. Do you think the resale prices end up at three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, or does that cool off the market? I don't have the answer, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are. So it makes it so higher, you know, people are, are, are then paying more just as the base entry fee to get in. So right. you have to raise up the price at that point. But um, I mean, we'll, we'll see exactly how it works. I know that these sneaker company, companies, they're saying that, you know, what was it? Uh, OpenSeas did like 8 million two years ago, then 24 million last year, and then like 4 billion this year, 3 billion of which was like in the past few months or whatever, you know, like, there's just too much money being thrown around for these sneaker brands not to, you know, figure out, um, you know, they, they love storytelling and everything like this. And I think the blockchain and the internet is a great avenue to do so. So it's just a matter of time to see whatever duration it is of, of something like this happening. Yeah. 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 Um, we won't get into it too much, but I do think social tokens could be part of the solution for brands in how to distribute product based off like, customer loyalty, how much have you bought? And then if you have X amount of tokens, you can use that to buy your shoes or get a better chance at it. But let's not give, let's not give uh, the brands free, free solutions to their problems um, on this podcast. (laughs) Um, But but speaking of brands, um, you know, we're seeing more and more people pop into it. Um, Tom Sachs did a really cool project. I'm assuming you saw that with, with the rocket ship and, and all that stuff. I was lucky to mint it. And then I was like, I was like, holy shit, I can't afford to finish this rocket. And I bowed out. I wanted to, but I, I just couldn't because it, it skyrocketed from there. Yeah. But um, the hundreds is one that that recently really comes to mind. Um, 
great brand history. A lot of people who who, who are fans. Um, I, I bought one of one of the hundreds project. I think they minted it to twenty five hundred for the bomb squad. Yeah, twenty five thousand. Yeah, twenty five thousand for the bomb squad. Um, I think that was a really interesting um, kind of case of how to take a brand from you know, the physical world and bring it to the digital world and, and you know, ha- allow people an opportunity to collect some of the art around it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was awesome. And all throughout this year, they've really been showcasing what's been going on with NFTs early on. They had the CryptoPunks collab, 50 hats sold out minutes before it released. <laughs> Somehow it sold out really quick. Then they most recently did the uh, Board Apes uh, collab, which was awesome. They had the rug yeah. the and stuff. So, you know, they're always very much, you know, uh, ahead of the curve with this type of stuff. And, uh, I think the project is amazing. There, there's so many awesome little hidden gems that they have in there. And and the fact that still they haven't released the, the metadata so it's people trading based on what they like and not what the stats tell them are rare. I think that's a really cool uh, element. Um, and, you know, people still kind of figure it out. And you can kind of tell usually the art is, you know, varying degrees of different yeah. if it's uh, unique or, or special. So, uh, yeah. um, but, but it's definitely been awesome. I, I, I mentioned 10 at release and uh, I, I got, uh, what happened to be one of the rare pineapples, and uh, I sold it right, right off the bat for four point two zero six nine ETH. Oh, and so, you have... <laughs> so, so I just put up the mean price. I listed. I was like, you know, it just revealed. I was like, let me list it before I go eat. And I sit down um, at, at the restaurant, and it got the notification. It sold like two minutes later. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that that comes to it. Like, I don't think that sells just because some bombs got minted. Like there's a rich history behind that. And someone who loves the brand um, and loves that story wanted to own that. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that says a lot. So it's, you know, again, to back to people who want to jump to NFTs for the first time, don't just jump into anything. Like really do your research, get to know the projects, read up on the people. Um, and we'll talk a little bit, actually, we'll talk a little bit about um, what's kind of, kind of brewing right now. What's interesting, but do you think, um, like what brand could you see jumping into NFTs next from sneakers or streetwear? Does anyone come to mind for you? The, the thing that makes the most sense and I'm so excited for it is Nike. I'm going to be honest. It, it's all I can think about. Like with, with brands like Artifact killing it with, you know, the metaverse sneakers, you, you get the digital asset and then you get the physical sneaker mailed in. I just think it's the future. And uh, I don't think anyone will be able to execute it as well as Nike will just because of the, uh, the you know, obviously the dollars they have to, to put into a project like that so it, it'll be cool to see other brands do it and it'll be cool to see the evolution it, it's kind of like it's like seeing uh you know websites their original website they look so janky so like you know messed up in the knees and stuff and to see that improvement over the years that's how we're going to see nfts kind of roll out as people try new things test new things out and so um it, it's just the beginning um and so yeah that'll be exciting to see no i i agree um it's I think a lot of people don't get it understandably. It, it can be hard to wrap your heads around it, but it, this is definitely like early, not even early, like late 1999, you know, 2000 internet type stuff, early social media. Like there's a lot of opportunity and we're just getting to the the forefront of that because I think the key word to all of this is, is utility. Like outside of the digital good, like what, what do I get out of this? Um, you know, we see different people promise different things, but I think that exploring that, um, is going to be cool. And like the best example I can give is NBA Top Shot, right? They did across the playoffs. If you owned any Suns moments, um, you would get a, an entry into a contest. And the more moments you own, the more entries you got. And that contest got you to go to game five um, awesome. 
a, a sweet experience flight trip and everything like that's that's just that's a cool experience for someone who's who's a collector of that team um i think we're going to see that from a lot of projects going forward so yeah, definitely utility, uh, utility through ownership it's basically like a digital key at that point and yeah. uh, owning unlocks whatever it is the future of that creator wants to create like you said in this case it's giveaways and stuff like this it could be membership cl- uh, clubs discounts on um, clothing whatever it is that um, that creator you know deems um, they want to grant access uh, for the users with and so um, yeah, it's just to see that integration I think is going to be very cool yeah and, and you mentioned you um started your own your own project sneaker punks how how did that start what's it about i, I would love to know i honestly I, i'm not familiar with it so I'm, I'm very curious to see what i might be buying <laughs> um, so yeah uh i started it basically i got on open seas uh early april uh, a month after getting on vv and right away uh i found a project uh i don't remember exactly how i found it but coming from that world warcraft background it was called elven punks and at the time, I was like, I'm, I'm definitely not getting a crypto punk, but these Elven punks are like 0.03 or something like that. Let, let me check this out. And so I picked one up and uh, instantly, like the owner tweeted back at me. And this is the community aspect saying thank you and had a little storyline for the elf that she was like tweeting and stuff like this. I was like, all right, there's something unique here. There's something kind of cool here. And, you know, over the next few days, I, I was talking with the artist and I was like, you know, you've really inspired me and I want to start creating like what tools did you use? And everyone in the community is super nice, super, you know, giving of information like this. And so, yeah, uh, that weekend I sat down, I, I, I don't consider myself an artist at all. So I, I'm not like uh, technical with any of the stuff. And I, I watched some videos kind of how to do it and pulled out a couple of sneakers. That's kind of like a, a reference point yeah. and started creating little eight bit sneakers. And so at the time they're all hand done. And like I said, I, I, I felt like my art isn't uh, you know, up to snuff like other artists and stuff. So what I did was kind of animate it. So that they were digital moving uh, mm. uh, pictures. That way, it would still have a little bit of flash, still you know have that little extra creativity to it. And so the first 130 are done this way, and then uh, I, I partnered up with a friend, and uh, he he helped build a uh, random generator. So now nice. uh, I selected the colors and the rarities and all this, and so now randomly generated. But in doing so, the original 130 are the ones that are animated, and the newer series are the uh, uh, you know flat still images. The different rarity, different styles. I've introduced different models. I'm, I'm working on um, plugging in a few different uh, like patterns. Uh, I think I'll be adding to it, like stripes and stuff like this. So adding more rarity to it as as the projects unfold. Yeah, I, I love, I just love that story because it's like, had an idea, wanted to do this, Googled some shit, watched some stuff, asked for some help, and then launched a, a project. And that that's, that's awesome, right? I think that, again, lends itself to other creators who... Graphic designers, 3D artists, musicians, even. I bought an album through an NFT and mentioned awesome. it that way. Um, I just think it lends for a lot of opportunity for just the internet to get a lot more fun, a lot more creative and, and do things in an innovative way. And I think we're, we're, we're overdue for that. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's a great time to be a creative. Um, you know, people, you know, that's what it is, putting out your art or your blog or your video or your music or whatever. And now there's just, you know, no man you you are the one getting um uh, compensated for for your creation and stuff so uh, it's awesome it's, it's it's an awesome space so to wrap up here a little bit let's talk about some of um some of our favorite projects um that not that are coming up let's not do that let's let's not promo but let's talk about like kind of what's been minted what's available 
something under definitely under a half half an ether um what would you say is, is your favorite um out there right now yeah so there's two projects that i've recently been uh getting a lot of as of late so when i first started creating uh sneaker pumps around that time there's a project that opens these I was actually uploading videos at that time, uh, a project called Bones Club. And so it, uh, it was like really like uh, kind of gritty uh, looking different skeleton, different like whatever, pimp suits and just ra random uh, yeah. like, you know, stuff and stuff. And I thought it was really cool. And so uh, uh, I, I had a good amount of them and, um, you know, they kind of went quiet for a while. And it's because they were now working on this new iteration on the website where you can mint it. So those are still up for mint uh, and launched uh, maybe a week ago now. Uh, 0 0.05 and I've minted a bunch of those and, and I think they're, I think they're oh. really cool. Uh, another project I've been diving into a lot recently. I, I found it and I kind of had, for me personally, I kind of had this like aha moment. I was like, okay, the art here is is something special. Um, uh, Non-fungible heroes. Non-fungible heroes. So nice. there's these villains and there's these heroes. Uh, the villains are these like cows and bulls and like the uh, um, heroes are these and they're in different costumes, whether it's Joker's costume or Zero's costume and, and all these different characters. It's really fun art and stuff like this. And so um, I started posting those on my Instagram. Um, at the time, they were going for under mint. This was just a few days ago. And now uh, the, the cheapest ones you can find are like 0.14. And, um, you know, some of the rare ones are like 0.4 and stuff that were just like 0.08 a few days ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that that happens with a lot of just interesting art projects, and it, and it levels out. And it, again, this will be that. I think a lot of people ask, "What's the roadmap? Um, what are they building?" Um, I I think for me, um, my my favorite project right now is Animatus. Have you have you seen those? I have. I don't own any, but you know, growing up uh, in the nineties and stuff, playing like Mega Man and, and games like this, I, the theme of it. If, if it's a project, I think of really reminds me of those, uh, those games uh, back in the day. And, you know, I, I, I like the art style and everything like this, but uh, no, I, I don't have any. Yeah, I, I just think it's cool because the artist, he's a pixel artist. And I mean, these are all like super unique, took a ton of time. Um, yeah, yeah big, big fan of those. Those are a little bit more on the expensive side right now. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think the floor is 0 0.4. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to make a... Uh, a cheaper recommendation uh, right now, I would say, have you seen the NFT Theos, the teddy bears? <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, a few months ago, I was picking them up for like, I don't know, it was like, uh, they had just released, I saw someone on Twitter like sharing them, like 0 0.01 or something like this, or something ridiculous. And then uh, I, I grabbed a couple and then listed it for like 0 0.2 and they sold instantly. I was like, wait, uh, maybe I should not have sold them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I like those as well. And then to the uh, non-fungible non bones, I thought it was an interesting one. Um, I think it showed up a couple days, a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. Time flies in the NFT world, like you said. But they were yeah. free to they were free to mint plus gas. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's just such a cool project. And I think again, that all just goes into just do a little research, look into you know who's created them, what's their story, why are they doing it. Um, do not just buy something because someone's like, oh, this is going to go to the moon. Oh, we, we're going to promise all these crazy things. All this shit's coming. You really got to do your research. There's a lot. There's a new project. I should say there's 10 new projects every day. Yeah, there's a lot of things to look out for. I did admit one of those as well. Uh, I personally didn't have like the conviction in it. Like I, I didn't also do, do the research in it, to be honest. So uh, I minted it, sold it for one, got, got a little quick profit on it and just kind of moved to the next thing. 
Um, I think I think they're probably higher than that. Um, that they like point two or something like this. But um, but yeah, you know, th there are some good indicators to kind of look at if you're looking on open seas. Look at the the activity. If there's a lot of volume coming in at that moment, that's usually a good indicator. Um, you know, uh, for me personally, there's a bunch of collectors and stuff I follow on Twitter. Who's collecting it? Why? How many are are they having? Like, you know, th there's just a lot of different indicators. Um, uh, the Discord, how active are members on the Discord and stuff. So. There's a bunch of different ways you can kind of somewhat try to calculate what's going on here with the project, and uh, I definitely recommend doing so if, if you're putting your money into something. Yep, 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 yep. And again, not investment advice. Don't just throw money into this blindly. Um, do it. Do it for the reason that you you like the artwork. Again, like you said, if I buy this thing and no one wants it, am I still going to be happy looking at it in my collection? Um, if yes, then proceed to do more research from there, but definitely don't go into it just thinking you're going to make some money. Cause I guarantee you will lose money. Um, if that's, oh, yeah. your, that's your primary focus, focus, um, kind of nothing, nothing goes up forever. Um, these things have many cycles to them. It could be up for one week and down for three weeks and then yeah. back up again, or if it's not a good project, then it might not ever come back up. So, yeah. you know, just, uh, you know, be, be cautious what you're getting into and, and yeah, don't don't fall for the FOMO at the, end of, yeah. at the end of the day. Do not fall for the FOMO. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely sold off some stuff right as it's peaking. And then I see those same people sell it off the next day for half the value or something like that. And I'm just like, man, yeah. it's, it's crazy over there. So. Yeah, I I would I would be super curious to see what the sneaker industry looks like with more um visibility and transparency into the buying, the selling, the trading, the production. Uh Super curious. We're going to see what the brands are, are working on. I know Nike's got a patent for crypto sneakers or blockchain sneakers. They have something in the works. I think they got it in 2017, 2018. I would um, love to see the Board 8 Jordan Club or something like this. And I don't think it's too far-fetched. Like Stuff no, like that would be no. uh, under wraps. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, Board Apes is becoming supreme is in the right term, like a Lexus or a Mercedes brand. And, you know, it's only been for five months. And so um, I really think we'll see uh, these brands uh, jumping in. The hundreds is the first one, but yeah, uh, there's going to be. More. No, and, and we're, we're going to jump in soon, but we're doing it thoughtfully. Um, you know, we're doing social tokens for members. Um, you know, we have a couple of sneakers that we're, that we're making in production, one with the community, one is top secret. Um but we're gonna we're gonna sell it through an NFT first and and, and make nice. that connection right so we can we can track it you can buy it's just it'll be fun you get to collect the digital version of it and you get the physical sneaker delivered to you as well um, and I think it'll be a nice entry point for for our our members to you know just get a little familiar with, with what the future of the internet might look like because I know it's scary out there um, but yeah I I will leave it at that um, where can the people find you on on the internet. So you can find me on Twitter at Brownalations23, um, on Instagram, Brownalations, and um, on Instagram also SneakerPunks. Uh, I drop SneakerPunks every weekday at 6 p.m. Uh, with random drops sometimes uh, on the weekend or late at night um, here and there just so, you know, there's people in different time zones, so that time might not work for them. So I'll drop one or two at random every now and then as well. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm going to have to keep an eye out. Um, awesome. I appreciate you you taking the time to jump on, kind of talking about NFTs, collecting sneakers, all that fun stuff. Uh, anyone listening, um, there's a lot going on out there. So take your time. Don't rush into anything. Um, again, if, if you take a week or two to get familiar with the space, learn, research, follow the right people, 
um, you're not, there's always going to be something coming. So um, yeah. be patient and don't, don't jump in again, not investment advice. <laughs> um, just trying to guide people in the way. Thanks for, thanks for hopping on and talking to us about all this. Now. Yeah. Yeah.